Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, let's do one of our favorite segments, and that's talking about the COVID-19 Advisory Board, the new COVID-19 Advisory Board under President-elect Biden. And let's talk about Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, who comes from an amazingly famous family. All of the Emanuel siblings are uh, very, very accomplished. But we're going to talk about now Dr. Emanuel. He's the, the newest member of the COVID-19 Advisory Board. He's an oncologist, but better known as a bioethicist. Dr. Emanuel was a health advisor for President Obama from 2009 to uh, 2011 uh, during the creation of the Affordable Care Act, and he's been advising Joe Biden throughout his presidential campaign. And I will also say that at that time, his brother, Dr. Emanuel's brother, uh, is Rahm Emanuel, and he was the chief of staff for uh, President Obama at the very same time. In 1997, Dr. Emanuel received his MD and PhD from Harvard University. And before taking the position in the new administration, he was the chair of the Department of Bioethics at the Clinical Center of the National Institutes of Health and was vice provost and professor at the University of Pennsylvania, teaching healthcare management and medical ethics. Now, if that wasn't enough, he was also a columnist for the New York Times and is frequently featured as a guest on CNN. Not to mention he's a prolific writer, having penned over 200 scientific articles and nine books. A fun fact, Dr. Emanuel is also part of a rather affluent set of siblings. His brothers are the former mayor of Chicago, Mayor Rahm Emanuel, and the famous Hollywood talent agent, Ari Emanuel. What do we know about the role he'll play in the advisory board, though? So Dr. Emanuel has made many public statements about the pandemic and vaccine. He's publicly made statements against hoarding of the vaccine or vaccine nationalism, instead encouraging a fair distribution plan for those of highest priority. The U.S. and other countries would keep enough stock of the vaccine to reach a threshold for herd immunity, then distribute the rest. So we'll see how his opinions play into the rollout of vaccine in the coming months. So we really look forward to Dr. Emanuel, uh, as well as all of the advisory board panels, because we really are going to see quite a difference come January. Thank you, Dr. Emanuel, for all the work you've done and what we know that you will do. Yes, indeed. Pandemic pregnancy fears spark increased egg freezing. The coronavirus pandemic has taken a lot of things out of our control. But even with all the challenges, we're seeing that women are still exercising full control over their own fertility and family planning. One of the unique ways we're witnessing this is in relation to egg freezing. At New York University's Langone Fertility Center, for instance, there's been a 32% increase in women freezing their eggs since June. Wow. Dr. Megan Smith, the board-certified OBGYN who specializes in fertility, said... I think that people are realizing that there are many paths to parenthood, and that's kind of a line now with this pandemic. People are not forced, but potentially pushed more to pursuing various kinds of alternative parenthood. 
And these sort of increases are happening across the U.S. That's right. One of the reasons that women are turning to egg freezing is the uncertainty of the current situation. Now, with many losing their jobs, for instance, the idea of having a baby or even starting a family now just doesn't seem feasible. We noted recently that we are now estimating that there will be 500,000 fewer babies born in the United States in 2021 that would have been expected had there not been a pandemic. It's logical then that some of those 500,000 women who think they still want kids at some point are now using money that was saved from fewer expenditures or uh, things like travel and entertainment in order to freeze their eggs. Not to mention for the single ladies, right now is not an optimal time to be dating and meeting new people with having to social distance and with fear of contracting or spreading the virus. It's hard to know when they'll be able to safely find a partner, which pushes back baby plans. This is a tricky situation for many women, especially those who are approaching what's considered advanced maternal age. That's right. And with the process of egg retrieval being time-consuming and physically and emotionally demanding due to the hormones that are used, uh, many women are working from home and they are finding the free time for these sorts of procedures that they may not have otherwise had. This allows greater flexibility to go to fertility clinics or to have a consultation about freezing their eggs even over Zoom. And we're two married guys, but we've heard this from friends as well as our female writers. Namely, for some women, egg freezing is not only becoming a more viable option, but also a chance to imagine a brighter future. Not having to make a choice about having a family right now is a weight lifted off of their shoulders. Absolutely, and more power to them. Swiss cheese model summary. What? What kind of cheese? It's Swiss cheese model summary. All right. I need to hear this. Yeah. Hmm. Can I get a ham and cheese? Probably has a lot of holes in it. We'll see. Oh, that was much better. (laughs) I'm a vegetarian and I made a ham joke. Dude, you nailed it with that. It has holes in it. You nailed it. God. All right. So this is a new way to think about COVID-19, and I think you're going to like it. All right. It's called the Swiss cheese model of defense. I like it already. And it's been introduced to explain a method of defending yourself from COVID-19. The model was introduced by Dr. Ian McKay, who's a virologist at the University of Queensland in Australia. I'm actually surprised it wasn't introduced by you since you're so cheesy. Oh, dude. (laughs) Dude, by far, you are the cheesiest vegan I know. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. That was actually bad for myself. It smells like Limburger. Ah. (laughs) I'll I'll stop. I'll stop. All right, back to the story. So in this concept, you can think of each layer of defense against the virus as being represented by a slice of Swiss cheese. Mm. And each piece of Swiss cheese has a hole, which represents a flaw in each uh, preventative measure. Doc, are you with me so far? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm there, I think. Uh, We're imagining thin slices of cheese one laid on top of another. That's right. Okay. And between yourself and the virus is all the pieces of Swiss cheese with their holes in different spots. Some of the pieces are personal responsibilities. Others are shared responsibilities with other people and the environments you encounter. Examples of personal responsibilities are things like all the things we've been saying all the time, staying at home when you're sick, wearing a mask, hand hygiene, coughing etiquette, avoid touching your face, limiting your time in crowded spaces. Now, 
each one that you do well layers another piece of cheese on top with holes in differing places. And the more you do, the smaller the likelihood of all the holes overlapping and letting the virus through. Next comes shared responsibilities, and this includes things like getting tested, contact tracing, ventilation, being outdoors, air filtration, government messaging, financial support, quarantine, isolation, and then finally, dun-dun-dun, the vaccine. Dun-dun-dun, the vaccine. Love it. So I got it. So we have all these factors, and each of which has its flaws or its hold because nothing is 100%. That's exactly right, except for um, our great podcast here. Exactly. (laughs) Now, if there was a single preventative measure that was 100%, we wouldn't need all these measures, right? But what we can do is create this impenetrable barrier. That's right. If we layer as many as possible. Right. And that can ultimately stop the spread of the virus. That's right. So it's not about just following one or a few guidelines or protocols. It's about following all of them. That's right. The more everyone is compliant with following the guidelines, the stronger our barrier will be. That's exactly right. You got it. And if liking this concept makes me cheesy, pass the Parmesan, brother. I got nothing. (laughs) Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.